with the Hidden World of Women uh, podcast, um, brought to you by Women's Health and Wellbeing Services. My name is Melanie Robson. Today, I have a wonderful guest speaker. Her name is Marie Mercier. She's from Belgium, I believe. Hope I've got that right. Yes. And I know Marie through the um, sexology studies that we've been doing. She's just completed her master's of sexology. And sexology, for those that don't know, is the scientific study of human sexuality. And yes, it's a real thing. You can actually uh, study that. And Marie's here today to talk about a, a really important but I think really neglected topic for women and that is sex and pleasure after birth and she's just completed her master's thesis on the topic so and she's um, kindly volunteered to come on today and talk about all things sexual and fun after birth which sometimes those two don't seem to go together kind of thing so it'd be, <laughs> it'd be awesome to have you on today so welcome Marie. Hello, Hi. thank you for, for inviting me in your podcast. You're it's such welcome. a great honor. <laughs> thank you so much. No worries. <laughs> yeah, so what I guess I guess I'll ask by what got you interested in that in this topic, you know, what how did you I don't know to think I'm going to yeah. do my whole thesis on this and dedicate yourself <laughs> to it. Yeah, that's actually, that's a good question because at the beginning I started to study the master of sexology uh-huh. for something else. So uh-huh. I never think about uh, women's sexual, uh, sexual health and yeah. uh, especially during the pregnancy and mm. the postpartum period. Uh-huh. So actually I remember that the, during the first semester of my master, I study like... Uh-huh. Um, but we, uh, women's sexual health, uh, reproductive health, and everything. And I thought, oh, actually, mm. we never talk about sexuality during pregnancy and after childbirth. And we know how to make babies. So <laughs> we know that naturally we should have sex yes. and to make babies. <laughs> but then we don't know anything about how our body changed during mm. the, um, the pregnancy and how how the method of birth can affect in a positive or in a, in a negative way yeah. your vulva, your vagina, your, your mm. body. So mm-hmm. yeah, I started to, to, to think about that. And I, and I, so I find like some interesting uh, studies, not, not a lot to, oh. to be honest, but some interesting, interesting ones. And I was like, oh, maybe it could be a very nice topic for research. And yeah. because I wanted to, well, I thought about the qualitative research. Mm-hmm. Actually, I thought, okay, it could be like a, a nice topic to talk with women and to understand a little bit more about how, mm. how their mind, how their body mm. uh, changed during the, that process and how they feel after postpartum. Mm. And yeah. Yeah. So that's awesome. Yeah. Um, Interesting that you didn't find that there, there's actually not a lot of research out there. Like, isn't that sh- no, shocking? No, no, I find no, that quite <laughs> disturbing, really. Yeah. And especially not a lot in qualitative research. So when I talk about qualitative, that's mean interviewing mm. uh, like um, people, yeah. like trying to understand the experience via mm. their worn life and their worn process. So mm-hmm. yeah, there is not a lot. It's more like uh, statistics. So with yeah. numbers. Yeah. So which is very important as well because we sure. need both. Yeah. But I need sometimes we need maybe to talk about a little bit deeper to understand yeah. more than just having numbers and yeah yeah, yeah the quantitative it, it certainly has a 
you know, an important place. But I think too with women, and I guess that's the point of this, doing this podcast as well, the conversations, talking with women, mm-hmm. and there's so much depth and layers and so much stuff that isn't talked about but wants to be talked about, needs to be talked about. Um, and it's so it's so much more richer, I think, when you can have those conversations with women, especially around those really personal topics that are still that are so important because they're still you know sexuality is still just because you're a mother doesn't mean you're devoid of sex and sexual desire and and like you said you might there might have been some issues certainly during the the birth I'm sure you might you might have found that I'm not sure uh, and then how to sort of reconcile that after and the changes and all these kinds of stuff so it's, it's just so important it's it's stunning that we don't. So it's exciting that really that you're you're doing some research in the area and then wanting to kind of <laughs> thank you yeah. yeah yeah no and I was thinking as well for example we with statistics is like mm. we tell you okay for example eighty percent have experienced I don't know vaginal dryness it's mm-hmm. I'm just inviting now the sure. number but yeah then yeah. we don't know why we don't know uh. which. Uh, why uh, which kind of factors can influence that or yeah or during which period that women had that so maybe yeah during the few months but we would like to know maybe more about the experience of the pregnancy and the mm-hmm. childbirth maybe mm-hmm. the she had like a trauma something sure. happened and hormonally as well yeah. so yeah that's why it was important i preferred to interview women and to mm-hmm. try to understand like uh, a little bit deeper the experience mm. and what they think about that then. were women really keen to talk about this topic with you how did you find uh, it? oh I, <laughs> I i struggled a little bit to find uh, participants wow. but yeah finally i found some who were like uh, open to to talk about it and because it was anonymous as well so ah. for example now i'm going to talk about my thesis but i will never mm-hmm. give names and is very anonymous yeah so yeah yeah nice it kind of provides a bit of safety there if you can be anonymous yes if you're a little yeah. bit anxious mm-hmm. about the, the topic but you want to go there and you don't you're like what if people hear me or see me mm-hmm. sure 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 so what yeah, um, some of, yeah you go yeah no I, I was going some of them were mm-hmm. were like uh, interesting in all these things or were like professionals as well and they wanted wow. to know a little bit more about it yeah. Because they realized after having the first baby that they didn't know anything about that. Yeah. And they were like, some of them were working in a health. Wow. Uh, like a public health, yeah. So. so there's even, so it sounds like you're saying so there's even not much information out there just generally, you know, post-birth. You know, usually you get this, you get your little, what is it, pack about, you know, all the health checks for your baby that you've got to have and, you know, information on breastfeeding and all that kinds of stuff. But it, it it sounds like there wasn't much. I mean, I had my child 16 years ago and there wasn't much then. And it sounds like there's still not much talk now. Or if you go and have go to the child health nurse or any kind of postpartum support, you know, really does make me wonder then if there's still nothing out there, you know. No. Well, according to my participants, because yeah. I'm not a mum yet, so I cannot tell you oh, uh, not there is no information, but... Sure. According to them, it's more about breastfeeding, yes. more about the baby's health, more yes. about um, depression postpartum, which is very important as well. Sure. But yeah, yeah is is very focused on dif- on yeah different field, but not mm. sexuality. Mm. Cool. 
So what, uh, yeah, what did you find in your research? Do you want to <laughs> yes, dive into sure. your thesis? You have time to, <laughs> to go for to it. Me. I'm really interested. It's a really exciting topic. I really love that for sure. And I think for many women. So, yep, go for, go for your life. Go for your life. Okay, okay. Thank you. So firstly, I would like to say that the 12 women that I interviewed were in a heterosexual relationship. Mm-hmm. So I just wanted to mm. yeah, to point that sure. uh, to highlight that point because I think it's important because obviously, well, we, I, I'm going to talk about women, what they feel in their body. So I think many women can identify themselves with my results, but as well, for example, low sexual uh, desire, low sexual interest can change mm. uh, from a relationship to another. So depends yep. as well of your sexual orientation. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, but firstly, uh, if I wanted to share my professional expertise today, it's because oh, I believe you. that sexuality is an important part of women's health. Mm-hmm. And periods such as pregnancy, childbirth, and postpartum are significant events that may modify women's uh, women's health Mm. and thus may affect their sexual function as well. So during these periods, women's sexuality uh, may be affected by different changes such as emotional, Mm -hmm. physical, psychological, hormonal, and relational. Mm -hmm. So mm-hmm. studies have, have shown that uh, an impairment of women's sexual function may affect the quality of life and mm. well-being. Mm. So that's that's why I I, I think it's very uh, important to talk about sexual health mm. during pregnancy and even before pregnancy when we think about that, when we think to yeah to have babies as well. So yeah, for sure. Uh, preg- yeah. For example, different studies have shown that uh, between well, so between 25% to 91% of women are subject to experience sexual issues. Wow. So that, yeah. That's 25 to 91%, is that what you said? Yeah. Gee. So it's, I, I took different studies, like yep. statistic studies uh, between 2009 to 2018. So yep. obviously the numbers have changed and yep. It's just numbers as well. It's statistics, so it's, that means that it's not all women. It's uh, just representative of, sure. you know, like um, a yeah. number of women. But mm. it's huge. So yeah. that's why it's very important to maybe make new research about it and to try to talk about sexual health with anyone, yeah. like yeah. any yeah. individual who wants to to be a parent. Actually, Definitely. so. Um, uh, so when I talk about sexual issues, this refers to low sexual desire, difficulties reaching orgasm, mm-hmm. pain during sexual intercourse, vaginal dryness, and difficulties being sexually aroused. Mm. So studies have reported that the period between childbirth mm-hmm. and six months period are the most critical time for sexual changes mm-hmm. in women's sexual functioning. Mm-hmm. So in my study, 10 women over 12 were at six months postpartum mm-hmm. and nine of that, those 10 women reported that the lack of sexual desire mm. and, um, and one of them reported she had not yet resumed sexual activity mm-hmm. with her partner yeah. uh, in part due to a lack of sexual desire. So, mm. so, so over 12 women, like 10 
yeah. uh, 10 reported that that they didn't feel any sexual desire wow. after childbirth and they obviously for different reasons we will see uh, which kind of uh, reason was were there but mm -hmm. yeah so it's quite huge and it's important yeah. to talk about it yeah so because if you're say if you're at a mother's group the vast majority we would we would therefore extrapolate and generalize that most of them are not having not feeling any kind of desire or, or anything like that but no one's kind of talking about it in that room say yeah yeah no mm -hmm. yeah. nobody will uh, yeah nobody will talk about that because first is well, it's like a personal uh, yes, topic, it is. and yeah. then they think they think maybe oh, I am the only one, yes. and maybe it's not normal and yeah. things like that. So yeah, nobody really wants to talk about it. And well, but they're all kind of chances are they're all experiencing the same thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's it, yeah. Just in my research, ten women mm -hmm. to, to, uh, told that, mm -hmm. and there is other research. One was done in Australia in two thousand fifteen. Mm -hmm. And the authors um, reported that uh, the first five months after childbirth mm -hmm. was uh, considered as a high risk period for postpartum women to experience sexual issues. Mm. So they reported that 81% and 52% of postpartum women experienced sexual desire disorder and sexual arousal disorder, respectively. Mm. Wow. So it's huge. 81% of sexual desire, uh, sexual desire disorder. Yeah, right. So, so it's actually sort of fallen into the disorder category. It's not just a, a bit of a dip mm. in desire or something. They've actually... Yeah, that, well, that's the thing as well. When we talk about disorder, we have as well to see which, mm. uh, like, uh, there is criteria that yes, we have yes. to see if the women... Uh, um, go in this kind of criteria but so mm. I'm talking in general like more sexual issues yeah yeah because it's like something that can happen just during the postpartum and then it will disappear with like yeah 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 once the body sure. come back to normal uh, <laughs> whatever that is a new so, normal yeah. a new normal <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> Right, so, yeah, you're, very, so you're yeah. so you're saying that sounds like your research really uh, paralleled what uh, sort of early, you know, that that kind of with the eighty percent is similar to that ten out of twelve that you found. I'm not very good at math, mm -hmm. so I'm just kind of, well, but it yeah, sounds, no, but it's all math, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, uh, yeah. Sure, so shocking, really, but not uh, shocking. It's sort of. It isn't, it isn't, because I'm like, well, yeah, you know, it is very hard. You're so, everything's changed in, you know, virtually yeah. every possible way, especially if it's your first baby. I think there's, you know, it's, there's so much going on in your body and your life. Yeah, and that's stuff the like thing. That. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, yeah, and usually, well, sexual desire is something that's, mm. at the same time, it, it can be abstract. It's like, it's yeah. very something individual it's like how you define your own sexual desire as well so obviously each woman had like her own experience and yeah. and they define the sexual desire as she they thought it was yeah but yeah it's like something changed be, uh, um, mm. between the before pregnancy mm. and after pregnancy yeah. so they yeah 
Mm. Usually, you, uh, for example, there, is, there are like two uh, psychologists, uh, Brotto and Luria, who say it in a, mm. one chapter in a book that mm. low sexual desire and low sexual arousal leading to lack of interest in sexual activity are usually presented together in women mm. uh, who consult sex therapists. Mm -hmm. So all this uh, low sexual desire, low sexual interest are all together. And, sure. and a lot of women uh, experience that mm. even, even without being pregnant sure. or yeah. being like a, a first time parent or whatever. Yeah. It's like, a, it's a huge, huge uh, sexual issue in a lot of women so yeah that's important to talk about it just to know yeah. it because yeah. at least you don't feel alone you know yeah you... yeah exactly and again if no one's talking about it then you think it's just you and then we're, we're still so we're so flooded with sexualized images generally through the media yeah. um mm -hmm. let alone all the porn out there and stuff like that and it can certainly make you question yourself and what's wrong with me and then if you're in a relationship whatever that relationship is and then they want to have sex and you don't and let alone the mm -hmm. say complicating factor of then having had a baby yeah. but you're right I think there's generally not certainly not uh enough discussion and awareness about that generally in the community for women yeah. and the different sort of shades of arousal and desire and at different times of your life and you, there's just we, we are and again with this the, the name of the podcast being the hidden world of women because there is all these kind of hidden aspects to us frankly mm -hmm. which aren't talked about enough you know and our bodies and our sexual identity and sexual self is just so important I mean that's probably you and I agree on that that's why we went and studied sexology because we're like this is such a fundamental part of who we are as humans let alone as women and sex of course leads to babies if you want it to <laughs> but what yeah. then what happens after that so yeah exactly yeah it's it's that a lot for, for example in my research yeah. uh, all of them all uh, all participants told me that they had a very positive relationship with their partner uh, before pregnancy yeah and then after childbirth found well, during the postpartum period they told me that they were like worried about their relationship because yeah. they could feel like the fact that they they experience sexual um, changes like mm. in that case it was like negative sexual changes because when we talk about sexual changes it can be positive as well and there are mm. there is mm. one uh, one study who showed that there there are as well positive changes after birth because women feel more empowered and yeah and there is something that changes in your body and you feel f more like feminine like more yeah more more woman yeah like. that makes sense so in yeah. my research it, yeah mm. i wanted like to hi highlight the negative sexual changes mm -hmm. to try to help care providers to to find as well solution to change a little bit they they kind of um, you know visits like medical visits mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. the topic and maybe to try to talk about a little bit more about mm -hmm. sexual health so yeah, so my research is more focused on that, mm -hmm. and I don't remember why I was going to say that. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> oh, sorry. Um, uh, but I think uh, in terms of the medical profession or health professionals or um, allied health, like psychologists and stuff like that, um, I remember we covered some of this in our 
to some one of the units that we did, um, but just how it's so obviously it's so important for them to ask questions, but many don't. I think it was around yeah. menopause or something like that, or or there might be a focus on phys, you know some physical, the physical, but not the full physical. If we're talking about the whole person, including their how is your sex life? How is your relationship? How is your vagina? You know, kind of thing. And not just, have you had any tears? Is that fine? Uh-huh. It's like, how is that impacting your your sex life and your relationship? Because it's your relationship's already different after you have a baby. You've got to, like, kind of reconfigure things and you're exhausted and all this kinds of stuff. But, you know, in terms of then... You know, I think it would be really interesting. I don't know if you found any research about the, the partner's experiences you know uh, of sex after the birth of certainly the first baby and what it's like for them uh suddenly to have the tap turned off that's a really crude <laughs> metaphor yeah. but uh and that they're, they're, they're both probably really struggling in that and I wonder how many did many women talk about that for their partner did you find that so I found some uh, some studies about so in heterosexual relationship yeah. I found like different studies about men mm. um, but uh, well to be honest I didn't focus uh, yeah. on it so yeah. I don't really remember but what I remember it was more like a statistic research about right. Right. Uh, um, like the myth and the fears during pregnancy like for example can we have a sexual intercourse uh, yes during uh, pregnancy because uh, i'm scared to harm the baby or found a fit too so i'm i'm scared about miscarriage yeah. or i'm scared about uh, starting the labor yes. this kind of myth uh, yeah. around sexuality during pregnancy and then it was like more question during the postpartum like uh, when can we resume uh, sexual activity? Mm. Um, yeah, this mm. kind of, yeah, it was more like that. Yeah, mm. but actually, that's a good point because one of my participants told me that her partner had uh, like um, uh, erection uh, mm. difficulty after mm. after childbirth. So oh, during really? the postpartum period, yeah, they had like uh, yeah, and because he, he was scared about hurting her. Or it oh. was like all around the fact that he, he, he yeah well we didn't go through in deep in that conversation but sure. I remember some details that it was more like about like I think that partner was scared about yeah. hurting her the yeah. partner and he, he wasn't sure mm. if it was okay and yeah and because he can see as well his partner body uh has changed and you know it's mm, like mm. Yeah, a lot of impact but it's interesting yeah we should as well to do like some research about couple and yeah. the second uh, the second partner to yeah, know yeah, yeah. what they think and yeah for sure so what else did you when you talk to the women so what um, yeah, tell us. So I ask as well some pre- uh, some uh, question during the pregnancy how they feel. Mm-hmm. So usually because we can usually we hear like oh the first trimester is the worst because of morning sick uh, mm. sick and um, mm-hmm. these kind of changes and then the second trimester get better. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the third one uh, is getting down down again about sexuality mm-hmm. and uh, what they said is like yeah the 
the third uh, trimester was the one which impacts more the sexuality uh, actually yeah. for for different reasons like for example just the physical reason uh, the physical yeah. uh, factor that the body change and you can see your belly you yeah. can you can imagine your baby moving in your belly so you can uh, already yes. like uh, imagine you know the the future baby and say so there is already like a attachment yes. uh, which was like uh, built during the pregnancy and so yeah they 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 feel they felt like uncomfortable to to have uh, sexual activities during the third trimester for that and as well the partner mm. saw as well their belly uh, and it was like a, yep. a barrier a physical, bar- physical barrier but also it, it sounds like you're sex, yeah. yeah but it sounds interesting the as the baby grows and there's an attachment and then you can sort of visualize it but it, it made me think it's like there's a third person then in the room when you're having sex and that's uh-huh. your child and that's disturbing on some on some level even though they're not born yet it sounds like for uh-huh. for many women and their partners too that you you found that they were like yeah this is getting a little weird because <laughs> the baby's sort yeah. of here but not here and I'm like yeah that makes so much sense as yeah. well as the physical uh-huh. yeah the physical barrier like you were t- saying yeah. definitely definitely and then uh, as well so there were there was that one and as well the position the sexual positions yes were st- uh, started to be like more uncomfortable mm-hmm. uh, during the third uh, trimester yeah 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 that so, makes sense you've got to get very creative i think yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah we <laughs> <laughs> we try. I don't know. I think there is like a book or something about like a Kama Sutra during pregnancy. No, ah, it, it has to be. Oh, I'm sure there is. We sh- we- <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think so. And if there is no book, we can try to think about that and to make a new book sure. <laughs> for, we- for pregnant women. <laughs> It sounds like a great idea. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so that that that's kind of interesting. That I mean, and that makes sense. That the more pregnant, certainly the women that you talk to, the more pregnant they got, the more it affected their their mm-hmm. um, their sex life, basically. Yeah. Yeah. But for example, again, uh, what is well? Obviously, I studied a master in sexology, so mm. I'm thinking a lot about that, and I'm thinking, okay. Mm-hmm when when we talk about that it's more like we see sexuality as like um, sexual intercourse so you know th- this kind of but like more penetrative like yes. the penis and vagina and, yeah and but sexuality it's more than that so mm-hmm. actually if I feel like we could as well say to those women who don't feel comfortable during the pregnancies that sexuality is not only penetration is not yeah. just uh, sexual intercourse is is more than that it's like uh, affection is intimacy with their partner is uh, just be, uh, being naked in the in the bed and yes. you know like yes. uh, being close and it's just that just have like more intimacy but there is no need to have sex like uh, yes like we we know uh, what is it like you know like penetration we yeah yeah, yeah and that's so yeah. it's yeah i think that and that's so um, it's such an important point generally that you know i think still in society there's that narrow kind of definition of sex as being like you said penis in vagina and that's it um and certainly when we try to 
do sex education with younger people to talk about sex is so much more than that and sexuality is so much more than that. Um, and, w- and then there's all these layers of intimacy. And I was wondering too, did you talk to any of them about masturbation? Like any self kind of sex? Did the, any of them go into yeah. that? Or in terms of, I was just thinking of their levels of arousal or desire, certainly being pregnant because sometimes your hormones can make you like super horny and other times you're like, yeah. just get away from me <laughs> kind of thing. Uh, uh, did anyone talk about that or after after birth or anything? No. Um, so during pregnancy, maybe one was more like uh, talking about masturbation, yeah, mm-hmm. because it was something that in her uh, relationship with her partner, she was doing like... Uh, mm-hmm. It was something they were like open to masturbation, but the yeah. other ones were more like talking about the, um, I think the, yes, mm. sec- the sex, like uh, mm. sexual intercourse, like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah the, okay. I would like to say the classic one, but <laughs> I don't want to. <laughs> no, yeah. But yeah, they, they said that during the second trimester, uh, some of them felt like more horny and more yeah. like uh, they wanted more, uh, but they, they, they felt like their sexual desire was right. quite higher than the trimester and the second, uh, the third one, yeah. which may be due to hormone, hormone changes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And because the baby is not yet very predominant, so mm-hmm. it's like... Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So after that, mm-hmm. so it was the, the very big point for pregnancy. It was more that the third trimester, we changed a lot in their sexual relationship. Mm-hmm. And then after birth, it was like more a lack of intimacy between mm-hmm. uh, the two partners. So mm-hmm. they highlight that as a huge impact on their sexual relationship. Mm. and and that's why i remember now why i was talking about uh, negative sexual changes and with uh, yeah. uh, with a relationship is that they they told me that oh, their relationship before pregnancy were were positive and now during the postpartum period they they realized that the fact that they were like exper- experiencing sexual changes in a ne- in a negative way and uh, yeah. between parentheses is like they felt like there was something was changing in their relationship and mm. they knew that their partner needed more intimacy and more closeness and more sexual activities than them mm-hmm. so they were worried about that like uh, yeah. they wanted to know and to try to find like solution uh, mm-hmm. uh, to make sure that everyone were okay that everyone was okay in the relationship you know yeah that uh makes so much sense i was i was just um the other day i did a live stream on our facebook page the women's health and well-being facebook page about the the birth of a mother and i just basically rabbited on for an hour about you know there's the birth of the baby first baby i'm talking about but then with that is the birth of the mother and the birth of a father and these kinds of concepts really and constructs but an identity changes but then how for many women you have to start sort of almost like trying to split yourself in a way because you're you're taking care of the baby obviously and you've got to kind of park yourself to the side but then you're very mindful or not depending on you know what's happening in the relationship or if you're in a relationship about the partner and then how to kind of divide yourself and kind of give time or physical affection and attention to your partner and the loss 
for the partner of you and loss of or parts of you in a way and that kind of um, and se- and the sexual relationship being part of that and that dramatic change certainly for a while you know not not forever hopefully um, and that that's something that can be really tricky I think for many women to juggle because suddenly they're thinking about all these things not just about the baby and taking care of the baby but then or what's happening with my partner and I know we're not intimate anymore and, you know, he, assuming heterosexual relationship, as you've said, um, you know, he might be upset by that. And and it sounds like you're saying the relationships were all positive. They reported they were positive, but then afterwards things changed, both in the the sex life and in their relationship. Is that what you, you you, you found with these women? Yeah, yeah. So... They, yeah, they were worried about that. Mm-hmm. About, like, um, it's like they. I think because they didn't know what will happen actually. Sure. Because sure. you know, when you want to be pregnant, when you have that, uh, what in that case, all those women have planned with the partner to be pregnant. Mm-hmm. So it was like a uh, like a desire to to start a family, and they were, it was the first baby for everyone, yep. for all of them. Yep. And uh, so I think it was like you know that joy to think oh, we are going to yeah. to be parents, and yeah. we are going to build our own family. It's yeah. our time, and and so they enjoy to have sex and to yeah. to, to construct that that new project. Yes. And then. <laughs> There is a pregnancy, okay, it's wonderful. Uh, usually women feel like, uh, well, not, not uh, all of them, but uh, usually yeah. they feel like it's amazing to be pregnant. It's a new experience. Yeah. You feel empowered and blah, blah, blah. Hmm. And then you see your healthcare providers and it's about the baby and the baby and the baby. And mm-hmm. how do you feel? But the baby is the most important. It's the vo- focus and this is very important. I'm not saying that sure. it's not, huh? not at all. But yeah, the focus is really the baby. And then how, uh, which kind of uh, method of birth would you like? So mm-hmm. it's better to try to think, to plan your childbirth. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you have this class, um, maybe or maybe not it depends of everyone yeah. but yeah there is all these things around the baby and the the childbirth mm. and then the postpartum arrives and uh, yeah and nothing it's like <laughs> good luck congratulations <laughs> off you go you have a wonderful baby <laughs> now you can go home and enjoy your new life yeah. <laughs> that's so that's exactly and, and they don't know that they will they will uh, experience changes obviously you can you can imagine that your life will change obviously you can uh, you can think yeah i am going to be a mom so i will put more priorities on different things than before i am aware about that Mm. Uh, we 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 are going to be three so Mm. we have to find an organization a new organization yeah but then what what they don't know that the the Mm. relationship will change and and sexuality is part of our well-being so Mm. It's part of our health. That's why we talk about sexual health. Yeah. Because, because you have to be, well, I mean, everyone uh, experience and live their own sexuality, but it's important to, to feel uh, on the same page and you feel c- comfortable and you feel confident with your partner and, and your body as well. You have to feel confident mm. with your body and, 
and it's important to talk about that and if you keep everything inside you and you feel mm. oh i have to do that for for my partner because uh, they want that and they want uh, sex and so mm. it won't work because mm. if you don't talk about that with your partner and you force you to do something it won't work and, yeah. and sexuality is very very important in in everyone's yeah. life and yeah so yeah yeah do, yeah did um with the women that you spoke to so you mentioned like certainly de decreased in um desire and arousal um was did they any of them talk about i don't i don't i'm not sure how their births went any, any changes to their anatomy if they'd had traumatic births or tearing or um you know any pelvic kind of issues like and how and the body changes as as well like you know the, your tummy afterwards or your boobs and are you breastfeeding and what about that was there any women talking about that yeah so uh during the interview there was like a main question about mm -hmm. uh childbirth just mm -hmm. to understand a little bit more about the method of birth and the impact that can have on sexual health yeah uh it was awesome because i had a uh, half and a half c-section and oh, really uh, interesting yeah, yeah, yeah. vaginal uh, birth mm -hmm. so it was very interesting because as it was the first child what they said is uh i don't know the other one yeah what i know is i had a c-section at the beginning it was like uh, yeah a little bit strange but finally it was okay and mm -hmm. the ones who told me i had vaginal birth told me the same oh i'm happy with that because i think a c-section could be be worse and actually i am okay so mm. i cannot compare because for yeah. their one experience it was okay yeah um hmm. yeah what i what what Obviously, I didn't really talk about that in my thesis because mm. it wasn't really my focus on the, the method of birth. But what sure. I can say, it's, it doesn't show any, any difference because yeah. all of them said low sexual desire. Right. Or obviously, not a, uh, some of them talk about vagin uh, vaginal dryness, mm -hmm. but some had c-section some had vaginal uh, births yeah so and they both experienced that some of them both experienced yeah, the dryness yeah. So, yeah. so yeah my thesis focused more on sexual desire low sexual desire oh, because yeah. it was the main uh, yes. the main uh, sexual issues that all women experience so in a qualitative research you have to focus on the yeah. the, the main one so obviously some of them say um Oh, at the beginning it was uh, painful when we had uh, sexual intercourse mm -hmm. so we wait a little bit more uh -huh. uh, some of them talk about, about the vaginal dryness but not all of them mm -hmm. um, what else the breastfeeding uh, I think all of them was was breastfeeding, uh, breastfeeding. Mm -hmm. yeah mm -hmm. and that, that can be related for example vaginal dryness and breastfeeding mm -hmm. obviously mm -hmm. i'm not uh, i'm not midwife mm -hmm. i'm not a doctor and i know that but uh, yeah. according to different studies that i have uh, read and uh, some books that i read uh, apparently breastfeeding and uh, vaginal dryness can be related due, due to the hormone changes yeah 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 mm. so that can be a factor so for example some of them 
said, uh, we, I experienced that, but I didn't know to who I could talk about that. And so, for example, they were saying that uh, I think it's very specific from Australia, but when you leave the hospital, then you have like a three, three a parents group, which oh, yes. is more known as mother's group but yeah. actually it's parents group yes and uh, a midwife comes like uh, during the three first uh, meeting yeah and they talk about like breastfeeding how your baby sleep how your baby yeah. eat yeah uh, maybe they they talk about a, a little bit of postpartum depression which mm -hmm. is more at hospital what i have uh, understood mm -hmm. But yeah, then after they said, the, the good thing is that the group, you can keep that group uh, further after the three meeting with the midwife, you can keep going to see the, sure. the moms and that's sure. very nice Yeah, because it's a sport for, for women. Mm. Uh, but then their sexual health is not... Um, not discussed or not... No, not discussed mm. at all. So yeah, they were like... Uh, some of them said they well it was one point of my thesis is like um, resilience so mm -hmm. what i have observed is that those women uh, try to find by themselves uh, some solutions mm -hmm. so that's mean they, the one the the main one the main solution was talking with the partner so right. communication yep. Yep. it was very yep. a huge uh, mm. uh, strategy if I like a very important strategy in in those relationships so they communicate with the partner about how they felt yeah. and the, their body and etc mm -hmm. and then some of them find a solution on the internet ah. which which again is the when they told me that it was like it's awesome because they they find by themselves and I was like that, yeah. that's the way you have to yeah to find solutions you know yeah but at the same time i was like we know that on the internet mm. uh, information are not accurate and you never know if it's true or not sure. and you can find everything yeah on the internet. very hit so, and miss i think mm. so that's why again i really would like to to create like some i don't know some workshops so mm. like educational workshop about sexual health for pregnant and postpartum women and to try i don't know during those group yeah. to to come and talk about sexuality and to make the topic like more open and if they feel yeah they need to talk about that they know where to to go and we can refer to like a sexologist uh, yep. such as such as yeah. uh, or yeah, other like psychologist as well, or yep, yep. whatever. Like, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. But just have it um, more as a as a as a something that's actually spoken about. Like, if it's out there in the community and someone's coming and talking to women who are in parents groups or you know anything like that, then there's there's it's more of um, permission, I think, for women then to go, oh, okay, I, I can, it's okay, you know, this is a thing. It's actually, yeah, this is a thing that I can go and do something about rather than sort of, I think they, it's awesome that they, many of them communicate with their partner. But then, like you said, sort of stumbling around the internet, just trying to find, 
your own kind of solutions and is this normal and what do I do? You know, it's such a minefield out there and you, you might be lucky and find some good stuff, but you might not be <laughs> as well. Yeah. And then, uh, but the thing is, if there's, you, you don't know what to do, you know, if there's no, yeah, if there's no information about it, you don't even know where to start from. Yeah. No. And the thing as well, so um, I wanted to know which kind of information they receive from mm -hmm. the healthcare providers during the yeah. antenatal and postnatal visits mm -hmm. just to get like you know a big picture sure. and actually they told me that um, so they, they were like very grateful for all the information they receive about the, the baby baby's health sure. because it's very important that I say that because I don't but you know yeah. it's yeah it's of the course. main thing is like it's it's about a new life so yeah. we obviously we have to be focused on on that baby but mm um beyond of that it was like they just talk about um during the six weeks checkup mm -hmm. you know the six yes. weeks postpartum yes. checkup they talk about uh the method of uh, contraception yeah so apparently what they receive as information is like oh now uh, you can uh, resume sex uh, sexual activity uh, think about your method of contraception mm -hmm. um, and the other one was oh yeah to say yeah now it's the six week uh, postpartum checkup uh, congratulations <laughs> <laughs> now, now your sex life can restart and then that's it that that's kind of all yeah. the all the information it's... that they received yeah and so the it's like, uh, you know, you feel like, uh, the, firstly, they miss the, 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 they miss like the occasion to talk about that because mm. they, they mention about method of contraception and the, like uh, you can resume uh, your sex, li sex life, mm -hmm. but they, they stop that's conversation yep. for that that's it so and that's that's sad because actually that's a good way to start a, mm -hmm. a conversation mm -hmm. about sexuality and sexual health and to ask if they are okay or they feel and with the body image is very important body image yeah yeah you, you don't you don't you don't think about your body or you will change after birth you no. can imagine well, I, I know you can know that but mm. you you cannot imagine yeah until that happen and for example, some of them told me, oh, I still have my uh, my belly as I was pregnant, mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. I have my baby now. So why? Mm -hmm. Or for example, after childbirth, they they had like a very painful um, uh, sensation um, around the uterus. But because mm -hmm. the uterus tried to reject the, the, the part of the... Um, the placenta yes, you know yes. the body going to work it's not because you just gave birth and your baby is in your arms mm. that it's finished no actually your body still yep. trying to to come back as before and the yep. size you know and so you will bleed during maybe six, uh, six weeks mm. postpartum mm. Uh, you will have like some uh, pain mm -hmm. around it and all yep. these things but they don't know why actually so for example they know ah okay uh, they receive some information like uh, that will happen but they yeah. don't give the reason why uh, they they have to know they have to know yeah. that it's natural it's your body uh, which is trying to come back as normal and yes you know 
if you know if you know ah it's it's that actually oh okay yeah. so i i don't know when once you know the the, the reasons it's okay you yeah. can you can manage that you know i think it's what i think I, obviously I, is. yeah i agree it's i think it's a very human thing to kind of want to know why and you might they might yes like like you said they say well this is going to happen and you're like oh, okay but like why what if you if you have a, a deeper understanding and and go oh my body's just trying to kind of get back to equilibrium and I've certainly heard um or years ago I heard this I think through midwives and stuff that it takes about two years for for a body to sort of come back to sort of sort of normal you know new normal how it was yeah. before um with with the the pregnancy the the labor the birth breastfeeding hormonal changes like that's that's quite a long time um, but it makes sense. I guess it's a massive event on the body. Everything changes yeah. and psychologically too, of course. Yeah. But, and yeah. for example, when, when I think as well about this kind of information that, oh, now you are six weeks postpartum, mm -hmm. so you can resume your sex life. Actually, well, firstly, we should know why we can and not before, you know, why before the six weeks I cannot and Apart from the from the six week, I can. It's like there is a, it's just a know, magic it's, it's number, very, kind of. Yeah, yeah. Because some of them say, "Oh, my my uh, my husband," uh, because it was like all married women. Mm -hmm. uh, my husband think, um, "Oh, uh, once it's the six weeks postpartum, we can uh, we can have our sex life uh, back." So they were like waiting the date. You know, it's oh, like geez. things that you That's put a lot in of pressure. mind. Mm. Yeah. And so, for example, those recommendations, is, it's okay to, well, it's important to talk about that, yep. but as well, it's important to say, okay, it's not like a standard. It's yeah. like, we say that after six weeks is better for different reasons, mm -hmm. but then if you don't feel, if you don't feel uh, ready for that, just wait when your own body and your mind is ready yeah. for any uh, kind of sexual activity. And I don't talk about only uh, penetrative sex, mm. but as well, like any of sexual uh, kind of, yep. but yeah, any, yeah. Um, and yeah, it's important to say that if you are not ready, don't do it. And then uh, just just uh, be aware about your own sensation and what you feel and what is yeah. right for you and for your partner as well. Yeah. And yeah. Did did some women feel like a, uh, like with that six weeks, like a kind of pressure or that they should, you know, oh, I want my partner to be happy and I'll just do something because you know a sense of obligation or were they able to kind of not do that or talk to their partners about <clears throat> excuse me when they're when they're ready because like you said there's a physical ready but the mind the mentally and emotionally and psychologically being ready especially for a woman is so important our bodies are, are you know are genuinely different to men and we you know penetration for us if we're talking about penetration does start with the mind you know you have to have this kind of connection and sense of safety and openness and all these things kinds of uh which it's not it's not a tap that we can just kind of turn on and if if we're if we're kind of still got this baby brain going on or we're struggling with i'm a mother now and how does a mother how does that identity fit with me as a woman or a sexual woman you know that can be tricky I think to try and um, integrate into your new 
identity or n- you're a new person. You've kind of now you're a mother and like, okay, can I still be sexy and sexual and have desire if I'm a mother? You know, like what? Like, yeah. Yeah, uh, what I remember, because my thesis, I wore it last mm-hmm. year. So, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, yeah, I prefer to say that because I, I don't remember exactly all the details. Sure, sure. But stretch your brain well, back. Yeah. <laughs> what I remember is that they all, all of them told me that they were sexually active. Mm-hmm. So before the pregnancy and they felt like that. The only thing is like, the the lack of intimacy mm. lack of time uh yeah. sleep deprivation yeah all these those factors affect a lot their own sexuality and then the mm. the the, 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 the sexuality of their relationship with a partner mm. and so so they they i i i think and i hope i'm um, mm. i represent well what they said but mm-hmm. for me they didn't felt like a pressured about that like the six weeks so they sorry they uh, did or they didn't they didn't sorry. They, didn't. they didn't okay feel, that's good sorry. yeah yeah they didn't feel like that because they communicate communicate a lot with the partner right. and the partner as well were aware about them like yeah they they understand what's what uh, like what labor is or yes. how, where babies come from yeah. and so <laughs> you'd hope so, so some of them, yeah <laughs> i hope so <laughs> Some of them maybe have seen the baby going through the vagina and yep. this kind of image is like, wow. Mm. And so I, I, I believe that, yeah, they, they were okay because what I understood from the, those 12 women is was like communication was part of their mode of, of yep. uh, yeah, communication in yeah. their relationship. So yeah, they, they were okay because one of them told me, oh, I am six, six months postpartum and I didn't... Re- uh, resume yet uh, any sexual activity and my husband my husband is aware about that but I mean uh, he's okay with that mm. and we talk about that a lot and he, he understands why mm-hmm. I want to wait mm-hmm. and, and he respects that as well so oh, wow. I think yeah yeah, yeah. so uh, in, in, do, in those interviews it was okay obviously we know that it's not the case for everyone yeah. so yeah Important to that because your question is very it's very good because it's like some of them can feel pressured because the doc the GP say yeah. or the gynecologist said that uh, now I am ready so I should be ready why I'm not mm. and they feel like more isolated and more like more guilty some of them feel yeah. guilty because one of the the participants said my mind was okay, I felt that uh, sexual desire in mm. my mind, mm-hmm. but my body wasn't ready. Ah. So the mind and the body was disconnected. And she told me, I really want, and because for me it was very important for my, uh, my relationship with my partner, yeah. but my body, my body didn't respond at any uh, like a sensation, uh, like touch or anything. Yeah. Oh, so some of them say as uh, said as well that they try to find solution on the internet so for example mm-hmm. one of them find like lubricant lubricants uh, yes. yeah. would be like a good uh, health as well when you experience vaginal dryness mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, sure. some of them find like some sexologists mm-hmm. uh, like uh, because even in, at the hospital, they don't tell you, oh, look, I have a list of psychologists or mm. sexologists 
or you know someone who is specialized at least in sexual uh, sexual health yeah you can see that person no there is no referral list or something like that so they have to check by themselves themselves yeah on the internet yeah um yeah it sounds like such a key um theme or the one of the most important things is that communication and kind of the state of the relationship and to be able to talk about those issues like with that that the mother you mentioned who was six months postpartum and was still um not sexually active with her husband but he they clearly you know had been talking Mm -hmm. about that and I I think I mean that it's that makes so much sense and that can be easy or hard you know I, I think as long as there's it sounds like you know having that really good open discussion, and and a, in a safe kind of way where you can both I don't know talk about your frustrations perhaps or that desire like with the other one that you're saying, sort of in her mind she was ready but her body just wasn't and you can't there's that's you we can't switch that on you know that's very mm-hmm. and the same for men you know they can't just get a you know just say get an erection and then boom you know maybe sometimes but it has to be. Um, you know, that has to be all coming together, so to speak, for yeah, yeah, yeah. for things. Yeah, to... it's like that participant who say that her partner had sexual, uh, uh, like um, erection difficulties. Yes, uh, yes. During the postpartum, and that's the thing as well because you, they wanted both, but they yes. just couldn't. Yes, and, yeah. And there are so many factors that can inf- uh, impact. Yep. your mind and your body and yep. it's yeah it's huge and it's very that's why it's very important to talk about it because for example those women told me oh the fact that we talk about it and now we know that we can see someone like a sexologist or, mm. or psychologist specialized in sexology mm. they they felt better they felt like oh now i know that it would be easier it would be easier to understand and for the next the second baby it will yeah. be maybe easier because they they will already anticipate what they can experience obviously from yeah. one pregnancy to another it can be very different but yeah. Yeah. at least you have an idea of what how your body change and yep. everything yeah so yeah, the, the last question of my thesis mm-hmm. was like recommendations. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. I asked what kind of recommendations you could um, propose for yeah. the healthcare providers. Yes. And the two main ones was to talk about it during antenatal and postnatal visits. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes they have like the prenatal classes. Yes, or this yes, kind of yes. yeah. So they wanted uh, the midwives mm-hmm. or whoever who is doing the class talk yeah. about that and and to try to integrate the partner as well because they uh. were saying usually it's the m- women the moms who are there and the partner uh, is not and sometimes uh, some of them feel like uh, rejected and like uh, mm. you know uh, it's all about women because it's the women who ha- who carry the baby so mm. and yeah they make that point very like specific like to try to integrate everyone Mm -hmm. and like that we can we can open the conversation because even if they don't talk about it during the class with everyone Mm -hmm. at least they can hear other person yeah and to to understand that they are the only one and uh, we experience sometimes the same things and then we can talk about that uh, Mm -hmm. 
more specifically. The second one was the brochures, like, you know, like a little uh, yeah. um, pamphlet, or I don't know, yes. yeah, like a yeah, flyer, yeah. or I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, because usually when you you are in, well, you wait for your your turn with your GP or, yes. you know, in the waiting room, you have these ah, brochures about breastfeeding, yes. about, yeah. I don't know, maybe about yoga classes yep. or, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, tons of and things. Yeah, so yeah. It will be nice, yeah, it will be nice to have one talking about what, what accepting, ex expecting when you are expecting, yes. for example, something yeah. like yeah, yeah, sexually yeah. talking, like uh, how your body change and how your partner can yep. change. Because it's not because uh, the partner doesn't have the baby, doesn't carry the baby during the pregnancy that he doesn't, well, I'm saying here, but they, sorry, sure. they don't uh, feel any changes, you know? Yeah, like, yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. it, and again, that sort of reminds me of what we were saying, I think at the beginning of this podcast about um, there's just that lack of information out there. So it's not even like sitting in a waiting room in a brochure or there's no discussions from a from a midwife or the GP or obstetrician or whoever. There's just kind of this silence except what you can find on the internet. But even if I think even if it's just more like they're saying just present there's just a brochure or just a poster you know something then you're like oh yes you're like this yeah. is a uh -huh. part of it I'm so glad and then that opens up more more doors I think and more willingness because at least there's something because when I again when I think there's nothing you don't know where to start and you're like if there's nothing out there does that mean no one else experiences this as a problem mm. And that's wrong kind of thing. So yeah. that's a really interesting point they made, just that just to have yeah. something out there. Yeah. And as well, it's like, obviously, I'm talking about that subject because it, it was my thesis and I yeah. shared those moments with those women and because I w I'm passionate about that, about that topic, especially that topic about pregnancy and postpartum. So obviously for me, I'm talking like that, but I am aware as well that some uh, healthcare providers mm. might be might feel like embarrassed to talk about yes. it or maybe yeah. they don't have enough time to talk about yeah. se uh, sexual health during their visit because we know that sometimes they have only 15 minutes yeah. to talk about everything yeah yeah uh, some of them are not specialists in uh, of in sexuality or maybe they feel like oh it's maybe too intimate maybe i don't know yeah. how to or to start the conversation with that person because especially here in Paris it's a multicultural city so mm -hmm. we can we can uh, meet so many different persons from different uh, countries and uh, religion and yeah. uh, culture you know so it's very important to to be aware about that and to make sure that when we start the conversation we don't we don't uh, offense yeah. that person as well so I, I suppose that some yeah. some deep obstetrician or midwives feel like maybe mm. it's the right moment or they they look like uh, the patient look maybe too tired and maybe they feel like oh no I want to talk about that now if they want it maybe you know it's like yep. yeah that's a good point so, they, they mm -hmm. yeah might not know how to and they don't want to offend or the mm -hmm. the cultural kind of sensitivities yeah sure that, so the, 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 the brochure would would be like a good a good start mm -hmm. actually because 
they the patients see the brochure in the waiting room mm -hmm. and the the healthcare provider has that brochure in in their uh, desk yep. as well might like sort of oh do you want we talk about that or oh, if you don't want now look yes take that brochure yes take it at home think about it and once you feel ready to think about your sexual health please just come back or give a call or go yeah. on uh i don't know in in other clinic where they yeah. are they are more specialized about that but just to make sure that they know they can talk they can, about that yeah. and yeah you know, and, that, and it kind of signals that at least a brochure <laughs> it's it, yeah. it's not much but at least it's something I think and it, that's that message of permission and it's okay uh, and that's a good point even if they don't want to talk about it now it's like well you can just take it with you or even if it's in like the little pack I'm sure I, I'm sure my sister had a baby fairly recently and I'm sure she got some sort of pack in hospital with all these brochures for different you know breastfeeding this mm -hmm. and all these products and stuff like that uh, and some stuff I'm pretty sure from the health department so even in there because eventually you do kind of flick through it when you have a spare few seconds kind of thing but just that acknowledgement you know I just having that as acknowledgement really that this something to be also to mm -hmm. be thinking about which you probably already are and not just six weeks you can go for it or what contraception you know and often that comes up if you're breastfeeding oh, what contraception. But it's strange, really, that then there's no further conversation. Do you even feel like yeah. having sex? How are you feeling about your body? Yeah. You know, And, of course, not every professional uh, is going to go down that path and wants to or has the skills to. Of course not. But it still needs to be part of a language somewhere. It needs to be in the system yeah. somewhere. And it sounds like it's not yet, you know. Yeah, no. And, for example, when we talk about method of contraception, that means that's – that gives you the the message that firstly you are in a hetero heterosexuality yes. Yes. your partner I mean uh, in a heterosexual relationship sorry yes which is not the case with everyone we sure. have to be aware that there is many sexual orientation and different way to, to get to have a baby so just yep. be aware with that as well and and then all women doesn't want to to be on the pill absolutely yep why yeah. why we we well, there is so many other way to, to mm. try to avoid to, to be pregnant pregnant again during that period if you don't want um and another point point that i wanted to make is i remember now is the conversation that one uh, one participant told me oh for example when you when you leave the hospital after after birth, mm -hmm. you get like some, so as you say, like a package of brochures mm -hmm. and um, like a cream maybe for the nipples. Oh, I yes. Think. Yeah, something like that. I don't remember. But she told me, for example, they should like put some uh, lubricant uh, yeah. sample. That's a good that idea. <laughs> <laughs> some uh, condoms. Yeah. Like, which again, so, just know, it just puts it in the landscape. Then you know, it puts it back on the agenda rather than um, like what, what what you were just saying then before these assumptions that I think are still made that you're in a relationship and you're in a heterosexual relationship. You know, all all these um, things that still go on in our society. I mean, I guess that's a much bigger conversation out there i'm just mindful yes. of the time marie we've been chatting for a yes. whole hour wow. <laughs> and i'm sure we could keep on talking about it. it's such an important topic um so i want to thank you so much for coming on and being part of our podcast and talking about this this topic you know I, I, you know it's just such well as we've 
as you found, you know, still uh, so important but quite neglected uh, subject. So I'm really grateful that you've done research on it and that you've been so willing to share it with us. Uh, thank you to you for your invitation. And I'm so glad I could share my thesis with, uh, with you. And maybe I hope some people will hear yes. about uh, the second podcast and maybe have like uh, wonderful ideas to change yeah. our mind and yeah, to, yeah. Tr- to start to talk about more sexual, sexual health with pregnant and postpartum women and couples. And it will be awesome. That would thank be great. Thank you so much. You're welcome. podcast brought to you by women's health and well-being services you can find us on facebook instagram and youtube by looking up women's health and well-being services you can also find us at our website www.whws.org.au bye